Bibles, if you would, now. And let's go to the book of First John, chapter 2. First John, chapter 2. And uh, we're going to just pick up where we left off and try to continue on Thursday nights uh, to finish uh, this little epistle. There is so much in this. Uh, we could literally preach through the book of First John until Jesus comes back, no matter how long that would be, and still never get everything there. But I promise I won't take that long. But I, I do want us to spend some time here. We're going to start in verse 18. It says, little children, it is the last time. Now, who says your Bible is not up to date? Amen. Uh, we understand this. And he gives us the reason why he makes that statement. As ye have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists there whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is in the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear... We may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that every one that doeth righteousness is born of him. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Now, that's quite a passage, and we are going to try to get the whole way through tonight. But we're not going to chase as many rabbits as we might be inclined to go through this passage and try to keep uh, basically right here. But the first point I want to make is John is saying, listen, it is the last time. And of course, uh, this just needs to be said. If it was the last time when John wrote this book, uh, this letter, which 
we believe, was sometime after the fall of Jerusalem and before he wrote the Revelation. So somewhere in that time period between 73, 74 A.D. and 100 A.D., John wrote these uh, three little letters and... uh, He says, it's the end time. Now, if it was the end time in 73 A.D., we'll just pick that one out of the air. We're not being dogmatic, just using it for sake of argument. How much more is it the end time today? Uh, How much closer are we? Uh, One thing we need to just be reminded of, God's clock does not run on our time. How many of you are glad about that? How many of you are glad for the patience of the Lord and that He doesn't do what we would do to others if we were in His place? Uh, Aren't you glad you're not God? Amen? Uh, That's something we need to be thankful for each and every day, that God loves us and is patient with us. But He is giving us a a challenge here and understanding because every so often... You're going to hear this thing about Antichrist. And uh, every so often, emails come through. The world is going to end. How many of you remember the world is going to end? What was it, May 21st, a couple years ago? Well, Mr. Camping ended long before the world ended. We're still here. Uh, uh, After his multitude of predictions, 1994... Uh, five or six times, and then it was another one, and then it was another one, and finally, I think it was, what, 2013 or 2014, something like that. And uh, and uh, one thing I'm thankful for is Mr. Camping is no longer making predictions. Uh, and yet, people still study his writings as if they were the Word of God. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic in any way, but Mr. Camping was one of a very few men who left no doctrine unperverted. Uh, That man did not teach any truth from the Word of God. Uh, If he did, it was by accident. It was always connected to something else that was untrue. And um, we want to get a hold of this here that it says that Antichrist shall come. Now, we know that this person, the Bible calls the Antichrist, he's also known as the beast in the book of Revelation, uh, the one world ruler, he is coming. I I believe he is alive today, Uh, but so did John. And that's not possibly true. But he says, we know that he's coming. He's coming. He's going to be here, but he is not. I I laugh. People say, don't don't you think Obama is the Antichrist? Uh, And and you can fill in the names. Jehovah's Witnesses thought that Michael Jackson was the Antichrist. In fact, they had uh, great documentaries produced and lots of pamphlets produced how that he was. Uh, the most evil thing that has ever walked the face of the earth. And uh, I remember back when preachers were saying, Bill Clinton is the Antichrist. Now, they weren't Baptist preachers because anybody that believes the Bible knows one thing. Antichrist is one who opposes Christ. That's what the word anti means, against, in opposition to. Uh, 
But it's not the way we think about it. We think someone is in opposition to me as Donald Trump is to Ted Cruz. Uh, uh, they, they're in opposition. They're fighting each other. Oh, for the days when people who are supposed to be on the same side didn't fight each other. Uh, but that's not the world in which we live. And uh, maybe they're not on the same side. You need to study that out. But not politics tonight. Uh, Bible. The Antichrist is opposed to Jesus Christ after this fashion. He is the imitator of Christ. He is not going to simply say, uh, Jesus Christ was a fake or I don't believe in the Jesus of the Bible. No, his plea, his cry, his mantra is going to be, I am the Jesus of the Bible. That is how Antichrist is going to work. And it says that there are many, many Antichrists. How many of you remember, or, well, I should put it this way. How many of you have heard of the Beatles? Uh, We're not talking about the six-legged bugs. We're talking about the two-legged bugs, okay? Um, But they had a song. It's called, My Sweet Lord. And so many, uh, there's no other word for it. Please forgive me for being rude. Stupid people who called themselves Christians said, All those nice little long-haired boys were singing about Jesus. No, they weren't. They were singing about Antichrist. You see, they had two recordings. And if you listen closely to the second recording, you can hear them chanting Hare Krishna in the background. Now, Hare Krishna is, I don't remember the exact Indian dialect, but one of the languages of India where one of these bugs went and studied demonology. He thought it was religion. And this was a false Christ or an antichrist. Hare Krishna is a real religion. And that was the religion of whichever one of the little bugs that wrote the song. And I don't know that much about them on purpose. I just don't want to. And if you can't handle my disdain, I am sorry for that, but I don't know how else to treat people who worship false gods, who worship Antichrist. They should be disdained. You should not have their music on your iPod. I don't care if it comes that way, loaded with one of their songs. Uh, there is a way to erase it. Uh, if you don't know, uh, I see Brother Franz nodding his head yet. You go see him after the service and he'll tell you how to do that. No. Um, well, uh, I, I learned how to do that. I don't remember exactly, but there, there is a way to erase those songs that Apple automatically loads up. You don't have to keep that garbage, and you shouldn't. You see, the Bible says that there are going to be many antichrists. This is how we know 
it is the end time. How many people have claimed the title of Jesus Christ? How many of you remember David Koresh? The wacko from Waco. Unfortunately, there was a person named Janet Reno in the Clinton Justice Department who fried him, literally. Cooked those people. It It was a tragedy. It was a terrible thing that should have never happened. But David Koresh would change his mind from time to time. At first he preached that he was Jesus. Then he preached that he was the great prophet. And, and then he went back and finally decided that he was Jesus until the FBI impounded his sports car. Then he felt kind of bad and realized maybe he wasn't invincible after all, but then he was dead. It's a terrible thing. Antichrist. Sung Young Moon. I came to fix what Jesus failed at doing because he begged me to three different times. That is his testimony. Antichrist. You see, that's how Antichrist is going to work. What was it? I was listening to the news and they had that uh, guy there uh, on uh, WCBS, you know, news that you could lose. Oh, he says use. And uh, I said, do you think the world is going to get better? And everybody said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally some, well, unless we change, it's not going to get better. And that's how they, I don't know how you can use that news. It's, it's absolutely worthless. The Bible says things are going to get a lot worse. You know why? Because of Antichrist. We have people who believe the government is God and going to solve all their problems. What is that saying? To err is human. To really foul up things, you need a computer. And if you want a problem you'll never solve, ask the government to help. I mean, that's just where it is today. And yet we have people who believe that the government is the answer. Communism believes the government is God and therefore the ultimate good of all society. I'm glad I'm a Bible believer. Amen? And uh, so what it tells us here is we know it's the end time because there's many of these antichrists. And now in, in the next several verses, it's going to give us some of the characteristics of antichrist. And we need to understand this. This will help us when when you get to the book of Revelation. This will help you not to be nervous when you, you get all these emails saying the mark of the beast is here and, and your cat has it because you put a chip in your cat so you wouldn't lose them. Uh, I mean, ridiculous. But that's that's where we are. Verse 19, first characteristic. They... Who's they? Antichrist. Antichrist are they. You want the number one attribute of an antichrist is they used to be in church. They once claimed the name of Jesus Christ. That is the number one attribute. How in the world would you 
would anyone have an excuse, a reason, uh, a blind hope that anyone would believe that they were Jesus if they didn't first attach themselves to his church in one way or another? I want to challenge you that the most evil men alive are not the demonic rock stars. Uh, it's, it's not the Democrats. It's not the communists. Uh, the most wicked people walking the face of the earth today are not the liberal preachers who get in the pulpit and say, the Bible is a nice storybook, but we really need to live. Those, those people all come under the classification of dumb. Uh, I'll be nice. Evil. Is the person who stands here and holds the Bible and doesn't tell you the truth. What about Joel Osteen? Antichrist. Oh, it got quiet. How many evangelists over the years started out in Bible-believing Baptist circles and then moved? How about the name Billy Graham? who teaches, he told Barbara Bush at, at, uh, uh, he was there with a meeting with the Bush family, and he said, you know, some people were just born saved. They don't need to get saved. And and, uh, he was talking to, uh, about George W. Bush's mother, uh, George Bush Sr.'s wife, that she is such a righteous person, she doesn't need to be saved. Can I tell you that is the spirit of Antichrist? You see, the world is full of Antichrist. In fact, if we were honest today, there are probably as many Antichrists out there as there are preachers of Christ today. That's how we know it's the end time, it's getting scary. Because mainstream Christianity is no longer Bible Christianity. That is the spirit of Antichrist. Because you cannot believe in the false Christ until you have denied the true Christ. And our world has a Christianity today that is so far removed from Christ. Mr. Hybels, how many of you know who Bill Hybels is? Uh, a very famous preacher, Willowbrook or Willow something community church in Chicago area, uh, at one time arguably the largest church in the world. You know what he was noted as saying is in the last uh, 18 or 20 months? He said, I think we've made a mistake We are preaching a shallow Christianity that does not change lives. I have only one thing to say. Duh! I mean, come on! 
You leave the Bible behind you. You go to the Broadway shows to learn how to entertain people. You want to be seeker sensitive. You want to be sensitive to people who are unsaved. And you still want to preach the gospel? Whoa, wait a minute. It doesn't work. That's the spirit of Antichrist. If you really want to see it, it's coming to full fruition in a movement called the Emergent Church. And as we find out, false teachers, Antichrist, are liars. It's neither emergent nor is it a church. It's just an empty, vain, godless philosophy that denies every major truth in the Bible and yet pawns itself off. They went out from us. Why don't they call it what it is? A movement of a bunch of godless freaks who hate the Bible. That's what it is. But why wouldn't, why do they call it the emergent church? Because they want you to think that it is the true church. No, it is the church that is setting the paradigm, the pattern, bringing in the believers for Antichrist. It is a movement where the pastors speak. along the lines of late-night comedians on television. You see, if they were good enough, they'd be on television late night. But because they're not, just like the Christian, quote-unquote, Christian rock singers, if they were good enough to play for the bad guys, they'd be doing it. But they're not. So they go to the Christians Years ago, we had somebody actually attend our church, and they had a family member who was writing Christian novels. And uh, she said, she, the lady who was attending our church came to my wife and said, you are so right. She said, this person I know tried to write novels, and, and the publisher said, you, you can't write well enough. But I'll tell you what to do. If you will just put a few Christian words in there, those people will accept anything. And she sold books and books and books and books and books. No, I don't know the title of any of the books. I don't want to. And I purposely have forgotten the name of the person that attended the church a long time ago. I think I could remember if I wanted to, but I don't. And I don't want to remember who this other family member is. Because I just don't want to draw undue attention where it doesn't need to be drawn. You see, that's the spirit of Antichrist. It's everywhere. But it's all connected. They went out from us because they were not of us. You see... We'll get to this in a minute. I'm, I'm just going to divide this up because the attribute of the true believers is they stayed. The attribute of Antichrist is they left. 
You know, if I can just say this as simply as I can. If you are going to serve Christ today, you need to submit yourself to the authority of a local church and serve God under the direction of the leadership in that church. That is just as simple as I can... If you're not doing that, I'm just going to tell you, you're not living the way the Bible says to live. These antichrists, and you can go through. How many of you have ever heard of Alexander Campbell, founder of the Church of Christ? People say... He was a deep-rocked Baptist preacher. Study the history, would you? He was a deep-rocked Presbyterian preacher who decided to stop over at the Baptist church for a little while, but he couldn't stand what was going on there. And so he soon went out and started his own church. Antichrist. They went out from us because they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out from us that they might be manifest that they were not all of us. Now, I I just want to chase one little quick rabbit here. How many of you remember the parable of the tares and the wheat? Is it our job to root out the tares? No, it's not. The tares look just like the wheat until the fruit appears. That is the spirit of Antichrist. And we need to pray. And we need to watch. Not other people, but the reflection in the mirror. That is where our attention must needs be. And so, we come down to verse 22. They left us to prove that they were not of us. To prove that the spirit of Antichrist is their motivation I can't. Uh, I could go on all night. I can't tell you how many people over the years I've met. Uh, uh, you're just too narrow of a scope for me. Uh, I need something a little broader. I believe there's something out there for me in in the world. Let me tell you something that is the spirit of Antichrist. You don't need anything broader than what this book says. You can search for it all you want, but you won't find meaning out there. I've, had, I've listened to preachers say, well, listen, when I put it the rock band on the platform and started bebopping for Jesus, this is actually what the preacher said. He said, my attendance doubled. He says, I'll apologize that I won more souls than you did. Actually, he said that in a preacher's meeting I was attending. That's why I don't go to that fellowship anymore. Uh That spirit does not win souls. That is a profession in a false Christ that embraces the world and they're not saved. We don't want that. 
You see, who is a liar? <coughs> Excuse me. This is the next attribute. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Now, I want to challenge you to think about this because in the past we had people like, uh, I believe there was a man named Ingersoll that went around and he would, um, and another guy named Huxley, Mr. Huxley would take his pocket watch out and set it on the podium and and say, I give God 60 seconds to kill me. And he said, and I'm going to provoke God by cursing him. And he would have auditoriums filled with people who would come and watch him curse God for 60 seconds, and then he would fold the pocket watch up and see, see, there is no God. Can I challenge you? That's not the denier of the Son and the Father. That's just somebody who's stupid. Sorry, I don't know a better word. If you do, uh, let me know one. Ignorant is lack of knowledge by mistake. Ignorance can be fixed. Stupid is lack of knowledge on purpose. That can't be fixed very easily. And, And that's what someone who would fall into that category would simply be. You see, when I say... When I believe, when I allow myself the liberty of disobeying Christ and still call myself a Christian, I have denied Him. When I say, you you need to realize that God is much bigger than you give Him credit for, and we need to understand that Uh, The Bible is not the only way to approach God. You've just denied God. You've denied the Father and the Son. I've often, uh, not often, but several times, uh, I felt compelled to do this. uh, Witnessing to someone of the Islamic faith, they'll start talking about, but we honor Jesus. I said, no, you do not. I said, you dishonor Him. You blaspheme Him. Oh, no, never, never. I said, you say he is only a prophet, that he is not God. Yes! I said, you've just blasphemed him. That's about the time they usually get mad. But I don't do that unless they've already brought to a point. I said, if you believe what's in this book called the Bible, this book says Jesus is God. My wife will remember old Sahid, our next-door neighbor in the old building. A preacher friend of mine from Ohio was visiting. And Sahid said, do you have an open mind? Absolutely. Would you like to talk about the Bible and, and Islam? Oh, absolutely. Pat and I jumped him. Before the end of that conversation, he said, oh, don't open that book no more. He said, I got a headache. He said, I need to go home. This Bible will confound those that deny what's in it. You see, the liars 
deny the Father and the Son. Antichrist is going to be the greatest liar that ever lived. That's why you cannot confuse Bill Clinton with the Antichrist. Every lie he told, we knew it was a lie when he told it. Isn't that true? You know, they spelled the title of his autobiography wrong. It's actually called My Life. You just need to take the F out. Amen? My Lie. That, that would be Bill Clinton's autobiography. Because everybody knows it. He's not near as smart as he thought he was. Let me tell you something. If Antichrist was here, it would only be by the grace of God we would not believe that he is the Jesus of the Bible. That's how good a liar he will be. People will believe. They will fall down and worship him as God. In fact, they will worship him to the point that he will walk into the newly built temple in Jerusalem and sit on the mercy seat claiming to be God. Read the book of Revelation. You don't get there by living a wicked, licentious, anti-biblical life. You're going to get there by being the greatest imitator of Christ this world has ever no, the most holy man that ever lived. That's what people will think. But this book will show him. Now, one quick note here. We get to verse 23. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Now, if you have a real Bible... You have a whole sentence in italics there. And uh, just want to address that for a second. Italics are normally used in your Bible that one word, one, uh, when words that are not in the original text, there, there is no Greek word for it there in the text, but the words are necessary or implied uh, by the text are, are there. And in this instance, our, our translators just wanted to call attention that this phrase was not in all of the manuscripts. It was in many of them. But the text demands the inclusion of the sentence. This is how John has taught through his thing and uh, through the book is he he goes back and he says it again a different way. And there is evidence that it is in there, but it also demands. And this is one of the places where our King James Bible translators were showing their integrity. Now, if you're not careful, this is one of the places where you can get caught up in a world of doubt and questions. And what I want you to simply do is to understand, and I'm not trying to be rude here in any way, that somewhere, somehow, 
I'm going to have to trust someone with the copying and the translation of this Word of God. I have chosen to trust the men that translated this one over men who want to poke holes at it. Does that make sense? Because the men who want to poke holes at it, I have found to line up with the liars and the Christ deniers. And so I'm just going to stick with what's written in my Bible. Are we together on that? And so, what it's simply saying here is if you deny the Son, you don't have the Father. But if you believe in the Son... You do have the Father. And so if you meet someone that questions the deity of Christ or the existence of God the Father, you know that you have Antichrist that you're dealing with. And you just need to move on. And so we come down here to verse 26 now. It says, These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. You see, they're not only liars. They not only deny the things that Jesus said in his word. They not only deny who God the Father is and things that he has said in this book called the Bible. They are also tricksters. They are also men who try to lead you away from the Word of God. I remember sitting in an auditorium, listening to a preacher preach, and he was going through here, and he said, now stop looking at your Bibles. I want you to listen to me. Scared to live in daylights out of me. Why would a preacher say that? See, I want you to look in the Bible and listen so that you'll find that what I'm talking about is actually written down on the page. You see, that's where my authority comes from. It doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from the fact that I'm such a golden-tongued orator. Uh, You don't have to be around very long to know that's not the case. But what we do know is that Antichrist used to be one of us. He's now proved he's no longer one of us because he left the church so that he could have a bigger ministry denying Christ, denying the Father, not in saying they don't exist, but in trying to change and water down the teachings and the truths that Jesus taught us. They're liars. They're seducers. Now here's the thing with the seducer. If you listen long enough, they will convince you. That's how a seducer works. If you listen long enough, that's why... I say, please, don't listen to Christian radio. Don't listen to John MacArthur and um, Chuck Swindoll and 
These other, quote-unquote, great James Dobson, these are some of the great Pat Robertson. If you listen to them long enough, they'll seduce you. I used to work when I was a student in the, in the nursing home that was part of the retirement community for the Assembly of God uh, organization. You know who was on every TV set every time he was on? And this was in the 80s. This was before we knew what we know about Jimmy Baker. And I remember walking into the room and seeing Tammy Faye's makeup running down her face because she didn't have enough money to buy more. And, and Jimmy Baker on there with his whatever, talking about send us money, send us money, and all of this. And I'm sitting here, what a joke. These people listen. But, you know, I had to hear that stuff every day as I walked in to take care of these people. And I caught myself, well, that sounded pretty good. Stop! You see, that's how the seducers work. If you listen to them, they'll draw you, they'll begin to sound good. That's why there's no friendship with the world. You see, let's go back here very quickly. You know what? We're not going to do it in three minutes. Um, but... Let's, let's talk about verse 19. It says, the second half, they would no doubt have continued with, uh, with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Now, you have to be very, very careful with this statement. I've met lots of people who claim to know all things. But they didn't. Do you know how you can know all things? It's when you agree with this book. That's when you know all things. I know this book is right. And I want to pattern my life. And I'm working on it. How about you? After what's written in this book. I want our church to be patterned after what's written in this book. And we're working on it. If anybody tells you that they have arrived, uh, let's go back to the verse before, the spirit of Antichrist. See, Antichrist is going to tell you he is Jesus. He's going to tell you he is perfect. This is what we don't want. We have an unction. That is the Holy Spirit of God. We have an anointing. That is Jesus Christ in the person of the Holy Spirit of God. This anointing teaches us things. You know what it teaches us? That this book called the Bible is right. You know what that anointing does when we have a problem? It says, problem's not here, problem is here. That's what the anointing teaches us. 
And I've had people say, Pastor, I just can't handle all this doom and gloom and failure. Uh, No matter how hard I try, I'm going to fail serving Christ. I'd like something a little happy. How about you're going to get rid of your sin nature when you get to heaven? How about that for happy? Amen? Uh, There is an end to this struggle. If you live a hundred years, how long is that compared to eternity? You see, that's the good news. But until we get there, we're going to have to struggle. You see, we know the truth. He says, I didn't write to you because you don't know the truth. I wrote to you because you do know the truth. But let me ask you a question. Is God good? Is God ever anything but good? God is only good. Amen? Does it always feel that way? No. It doesn't. But you see, I know the truth. And I know that there's no error in the truth. Even when the truth doesn't feel like truth. That's the difference between the saved person and the spirit of Antichrist. I've watched people go through adversity and get moved. You know what they didn't know? They didn't know that there is no error in the truth. And therefore, when adversity came their way, it moved them. They got angry at God. They got upset because of what someone else who called themselves a Christian did. They stopped obeying the truth. The Bible says they went out from us that they might not that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us the issue is the heart you see i know jesus is good i know he's nothing but good i know he cannot do anything but what is good but i also know there are times in my life it sure doesn't feel that way But I know, just like in Him is light, and there's no darkness. In Him is truth. There's no error. This is the message which we have heard from the beginning. This is the message of the Gospel of 1 John. This is the only thing that will keep you from getting moved. And when we get back together again and try to finish this message, we're going to get to chapter 3, and there's the good news. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. How can you get any more good news than that, my friend? You see, John is trying to help us understand something. There's an awful lot of people that call themselves Christians that aren't 
There's an awful lot that goes on in the name of Christ that just simply is not. There's an awful lot that looks good. And let me tell you, the better it looks, the closer to the true spirit of Antichrist it is. But it's got to be God's way. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. Lord, we ask that we would learn to rely upon the unction. That we would allow the anointing to teach us. That we would walk in your love, in your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. If you need to slip out and spend a few moments at the altar, the altar is open.